And here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. I know there's millions of podcasts out there, so I'm always thrilled when you take the time to listen to my show. You know where to find me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn, eddiecohn.bandcamp.com, iameddiecohn.com, plenty of places to find me, music coming out, podcasts coming out, still teaching yoga online. And this is going to be a bit different episode today, a bit of an extended intro before you hear a pretty abbreviated conversation that I had with my friend Roni Peters about a week ago. Roni, I've known Roni for maybe 25 years. He's the owner of Superfood Brownie. You can read all about Superfood on Instagram at Superfood Brownie. Amazing, healthy, snack, brownie, vegan, kosher, definitely check out superfood brownie. I wasn't very pleased with my last episode, and so I wanted to sort of touch on some topics today before you listen to the conversation. I'm going to play a clip for you, which I think is important, but I'm going to start it out by personalizing this um, this way of thinking a little bit, because I've been having some discussions with my friends who basically will say, you have to listen to the CDC. The CDC is right. The CDC is accurate. Um, You know, Scientific American is writing that this is not the flu, the coronavirus. And you're being irresponsible if you don't wear a mask, which, by the way, when I'm out in public at the grocery store, I certainly wear a mask. But I think we are reaching a tipping point, a crescendo, where we are creating more harm, psychological harm, than good. I think we're creating a problem when we only talk about COVID. I think we have a problem when we trust the CDC. And this isn't meant to go down a conspiratorial route, but let me personalize it, uh, give you a couple examples. You know, I tore my meniscus a few years ago. Uh, Within a couple months, I slipped and fell at at a facility where I work out. You know, a couple months went by and my knee wasn't getting any better. So I spoke to a couple friends and they suggested that I go to, I spoke to my doctor actually, and he suggested I go see an orthopedic surgeon. So I went to the ortho surgeon, had an x-ray, he confirmed the diagnosis and basically said, your, your option is uh, steroids or have surgery. Now I come from, I think the reason why I'm apprehensive or am not as trustworthy towards the medical community is I have a long history with the medical community. And I'm bringing all this up because Roni was there. He saw me when I was 23, 24, incredibly sick because he lived downstairs below me. And he saw that I could barely walk because I was in such pain. And I was taking these toxic medications that weren't working. So I'll, I'll go back to the orthopedic surgeon in a second. But when I was 12, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And this was, you know, years ago, 20, 30, 30 years ago. And this was before, you know, people really talked about acupuncture, chiropractic medicine, homeopathic medicine. So the doctors just put me on all these toxic meds, steroids, Plaquenil, a lot of medications that cancer patients took for autoimmune conditions. And over time, over about a year or two, 
the, the, the symptoms that I was experiencing, the pain, the joints being immobilized, the fevers, losing weight, I finally started to feel better. And by the time I was 17 or 18, I was close to being off medication, but I was still taking toxic meds, still on low doses, low dosages of steroids. And so I finally got off all my medication in my 20s. And then when I was 23 or 24, I started to get sick again. And this is when I knew Roni. And, you know, the doctors all told me that I had to go back on steroids, take these toxic med- tox- these toxic medications, which really don't go to the root of the problem. They mask the problem. Because the moment that you take these high dosages of steroids, they overwhelm the normal function of the lymphatic and the immune system in your body, and they make one think that they're better. But the moment that you go lower on these dosages of steroids, the symptoms start to come back. Unless, which, which I believe, unless you actually get to the root of the problem. What is causing the body, the immune system, to not function properly? And this could be diet, environment, psychological. It goes much deeper than what the medical community wants you to think about. And that's what was, so when I was 24, 25, I made the decision to fly back out to LA and start my life here. But I made a conscious decision to not trust the medical community, to think that there are other opportunities that can bring me to better health. So I went to the Santa Monica homeopathic pharmacy where I started to take homeopathic medicine. I started therapy and I started yoga, Iyengar yoga, therapeutic yoga. And I also started to eat much better. I mean, I was eating pizza and hamburgers in college, much like many kids would do. I made a concerted effort to go below the surface and look for alternatives. And very similarly to when my orthopedic surgeon told me that I should just get surgery or have steroids, I left his office and realized that's all he knows about. His specialty is surgery. The pharmaceutical companies and doctors that you see, primarily old school, they want you to just take medication. And it's ingrained in us from a very young age. And I believe as further generations come along, we are going to be less reliant on pharmaceuticals, more reliant on natural homeopathic alternatives. So when I left the orthopedic surgeon's office, I called my chiropractor. I made an appointment with the acupuncturist. And over the next nine to 10 months, I was persistent in figuring out how to get my knee better without surgery. And so I started taking glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, um, turmeric, and this went on for months. And now here we are about 18 months later, and the pain in my knee is gone. Now I'm bringing all of this up because there are experts and other physicians out there that don't think that what the CDC is recommending, what Dr. Fauci is recommending is the right way to go. But it's people don't want you to hear those opinions, those expert opinions. Now, maybe my story here of using acupuncture, 
using chondroitin, going to therapy, it could be referred as anecdotal that my path won't help, or maybe it's not an option for others. But can't we at least examine it? And that is what's so frustrating to me. We will bring up other physicians' expert opinions. There will be a, uh, an audio clip from a physician here or there on some website. Or, you know, I, I, I talked about a Danish story, a Danish, Danish trial, rather, that just was released on The Spectator, which is a news publication out of the UK, which proves that masks primarily, statistically, wearing them does not prevent COVID. Overwhelmingly, there's no difference whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Now, instead of diving deeper into that research, people want to say, oh, it's, it's, it's a Danish study. It's not the CDC. Or it's, it's in The Spectator. It's not in Scientific American Magazine. What we're doing is dismissing other alternatives and forcefully telling people through CNN, through Dr. Fauci, through these running tabulations, that there's no alternative other than what the CDC recommends and what Dr. Fauci recommends. And I think that is very dangerous. Just today, an article from CNN came out, and much like I suspected that this would happen, in Japan, more people died from suicide last month than from COVID in all of 2020. This is all about attention. This isn't about your health. This is about big pharmaceutical companies and money and attention. CNN every day keeps having these running tabulations of how many people die each day from COVID. You know, a couple days ago, it was 1,000. Um, I think yesterday it was around 1,500. Now, do, you, do any of you know, and I, I went online, how many people die each day across the world? 150,000 people die each day around the world. 48,000 from cardiovascular disease. 26,000 a day from cancer. 6,000 a day from digestive diseases. 3,000 a day from kidney disease. 2,600 a day from HIV. 2,100 a day die from suicide. 10,000 a day die from respiratory diseases. I mean, to me, this is all about bringing awareness to one condition over another. I still firmly believe that we are being controlled to worry and think about one thing over another, one ailment over another. Now, this is the first time that we have had so many people getting tests every day. This is the first time we've had so much attention on a virus. If we had this much attention on the flu over the last 15, 20 years, I am very certain that we would be having these same discussions. It just feels, it's funny, Roni, my friend and I, Roni, used to go to a restaurant called Something's Fishy in Malibu for sushi. And this just smells a little fishy. And this idea that doctors out there recommending, this is basically saying, Eddie, don't go to the homeopathic pharmacist. Don't go to acupuncture 
Just take steroids. And I know people out there will say, well, what about the people that are dying? 47,000 people die every day from cardiovascular disease. What about those people? We have put so much attention on COVID and so much worry on COVID that we're not thinking about anything else. And sure enough, as this, chip, as this story said in Japan, over two, more people died from suicide this last month than the entire mortality caused by COVID since, since the beginning of this condition. I mean, think about that. If we had running tabulations of suicide every single day, don't you think that would bring a little bit more awareness to the issues around suicide? I mean, we're talking about data, numbers, testing. These, these numbers and testing numbers, we, we can't possibly understand or know the death rate or data that's constantly shifting. We can't understand contagiousness. This is all very nebulous information. You can't control a virus. You can't control fear. You can, there's just innate risks every single day that come from just waking up every single day. And it just feels like from a very young age, the medical community, pharmaceutical community just wants you to think the only alternative is to trust them, to take a pill, to take a vaccine, to put on a mask. And I don't think that is a healthy way of living. It didn't work for me. And I, I had a cornucopia of health issues that I was dealing with in my 20s and early 30s. And I think a lot of it came from the toxic medication that I took for years as a kid. I had stomach problems, allergies, anxiety issues. It's not as simple as just putting on a mask. So I felt it was very important to start the show by personalizing it a little bit. And what's really crazy is that on CNN, well, many medical professionals believe that we need to have at least 75, 80% of people to take a vaccine. But the early studies are showing that only about 50% of people are going to get a vaccine. So you know what many congressmen are suggesting? Pay people in upwards of, pay people up to $1,200 to get a vaccine. Think about that. You are now going to get paid $1,000 to get a vaccine. I was talking to a friend of mine who has a, who has a child who's, who's definitely anti-vaccine. I don't know too much about vaccines, and I, I can't say one way or the other which way I'm going. But when I was a kid, you had to take about 25 to 30 vaccines. She's saying her child was asked to take up to 59 vaccines. What is that doing to the human body? Turn on the news or turn on the television every day. You see one commercial after another from the pharmaceutical company to get you to take medication. Keep eating McDonald's. Keep eating Burger King. Stay home. Wear a mask. Let's make the immune system lower. But then we're going to you know, splash. We're going to show one commercial after another. Take this pill for diabetes. Take this pill for Crohn's disease. Take this vaccine so you don't get COVID. Is that really the healthiest way to live and combat illnesses and viruses? And we're forcing lockdowns 
based on viruses that we can't control. Viruses are coming around every year. You can't control viruses, people. It's just not possible. And I don't have the answer. I certainly don't have the answer. But I hope there are investigative journalists out there right now that are asking these questions, that are offering suggestions, options besides vaccine. And you know what's scary is that there are. They are out there, but they're being silenced. And and then how can we not question this when Governor Newsom is telling everybody to stay home, wear a mask, and he's caught at a party, not social distancing, not wearing a mask? How can we not take this? How can we not question it when the mayor or governor of Denver, I forget, is telling people to stay home, to wear a mask, to not fly, and then he's caught on an airplane flying to see his family in Florida or somewhere for the holidays? They're telling us to stay home and wear masks. The people in charge are telling us to, do, to act a particular way, and then they're doing the opposite. Talk about the hypocrisy. How can we not possibly be questioning what's going on? And last little bit before I, the last little bit before you listen to the conversation that I had with my friend Roni, owner of Superfood Brownie, a friend of mine sent me a piece that's on Bitch, uh, that's on Bitchute right now. And again, <laughs> Bitchute will immediately be just brushed aside because people will say, "Well, Bitchute is home for it's it's a search engine." for people that have been silenced on Google. But then we, I have to ask myself, why are people getting silenced? What's, what's going on? Why are the vitamin D and hydroxychloroquine suggestors being quieted and silenced? And Dr. Roger Hodkinson, you'll just listen to a couple minutes here and then I'll let you go. He's basically saying that these, these measures, these lockdowns are a complete overreaction. And so then the next couple of days, people will go out and write on Google or write another article saying, oh, you shouldn't listen to Dr. Hodgkinson. He actually wasn't there at the symposium. He called in, so you shouldn't pay attention to him. This happens every single day. We are basically told to not listen or pay attention to people. Kevin Hart, he can't be the host at the Academy Awards because he sent a tweet 15 years ago that was homophobic. You know, I shouldn't pay attention to the homeopathic doctor. I should just listen to the surgeon, or I should just listen to my rheumatologist. There is this natural push to pay attention to only one person, one corporation, one pharmaceutical company, and all the others don't matter. And I just find that to be a bit dangerous. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, and what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. 
And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. I'll leave it at that, but then even by me playing that, or me even suggesting what I'm suggesting in this episode, is people will say, I'm being reckless. I could be causing harm. I could be causing danger if people listen to me. And I'm not telling people to not wear a mask. I'm just simply saying that the people out there that are supposed to make us feel safe might not be actually the ones out there that we think are meant to keep us safe. And if the surgeon thinks you should just get a knee surgery to fix your meniscus, maybe you should get a few other opinions. I, I grew up in a day and age where other opinions were welcomed. And it doesn't feel like that is the world we live in right now. If an opinion conflicts with the narrative from the powerful media conglomerates out there, the Dr. Fauci's in the world, if anything conflicts with them, then they're silenced or it's considered hearsay or they're quacks. And, and I just think that is a very strange, unusual place to be. And that's where we are right now. So I'll leave you all with that. And I, I, I know it's a lengthy intro, but my conversation with Maroney was a bit abbreviated. It was about a half hour, 40 minutes. So I felt I should make this episode about an hour. And there's a lot here for you to think about. So again, I talk, again, Roni is, is incredibly healthy, into living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, we used to go to the gym together. He practices yoga like I do. I mean, we have both collectively been all about what we can do to take charge of our own bodies and live a healthy life. So hope you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Roni Peters. Again, you can find him on Instagram at superfoodbrownie. You know where to find me at Eddie Cohn on Instagram. I am eddiecone.com. I can be found on Twitter. Buy my newest song at eddiecone.bandcamp.com. I have a music video coming out very soon. As always, thank you so much to Roni for being a part of the show. And thanks to you for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. We're, li- we're going through a world war right now. I started to think about that. Like, this is a psychological um, terror that's attacked our culture. And... I think about the Holocaust 
And people could say, well, I'm insane for thinking about that. And sure, like maybe the violent physical carnage uh, isn't happening. But I, I just, I don't know if we're ever going to recover from this as a society. And then you brought up an interesting point earlier today when we spoke on the phone. And I brought this up a couple months ago. It, it It's almost like technology and Facebook and Instagram and these addictive qualities sort of set us up for something like this to happen. And so let's let's talk about this. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Uh, you said something, you, you questioned uh, the, the, the outcome of this. How are we going to make it out of this? Yeah. And it's not... It's not hitting our culture. It's hitting civilization. Hmm. And did we survive and recover from World War One, World War Two? I mean, probably not. I th- the scars are always going to be there. I mean, I think we're losing those people. Very, very intelligent answer. The scars will always be there. There's a scar tissue for everything that you do. So will we learn from it? That's, that's the question we have to ask ourselves and try and see. The faster way to healing is to stop the, the beating and start the process of, of uh, seeing how you can help yourself be better. Um, What happened in World War Two, or in a war? What happens? Can you can we talk about this for a second please. before we talk about what? Yeah, what, yeah, no, I, please go. Yeah. So in a war, if I'm in, you know, I'm going to war with you, right? Mm-hmm. You train your own army. I train my own. I get them tanks and. Fighter, you know, planes and so they can fight, and you do the same. Ultimately, a war will generate a lot of money for the country, both countries, because there's uh, there's work, there's work movement to make all this possible. Innocent people will die in a war usually. Economical turbulence is inevitable. Knowing just these few things from what war does, let's try and apply these to what we're going through right now. Well, they, every single one of them is happening that you just said. Innocent people are dying. The living are suffering. Freedom is at, at, at a stake, if, if not getting tested. Again, we're getting separated. Yeah. And that, and that's uh, that's the the worst that could you could do to an organism in general scientifically is to to do that there's an interesting phenomenon and i talk about it a lot on my show and i you know I've, i i'll never forget when kurt cobain killed himself uh. and i you know i'm sure much like people that lived through world war 2 they'll never forget the trauma of 
those. I think we were neighbors when that happened. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And I am troubled by something in a deep level right now. We are a culture that doesn't know how to feel. We know how to like attack, react, and point fingers be aggressors towards one another, people that we don't even know. You know, we'll tweet at Leonardo DiCaprio if we don't like his movie, we'll send a tweet his way or something. I think back in World War II and even in the 90s when Kurt Cobain killed himself, we had this way of living with calamities and, and sort of like they brought us all together in the sense that we we talked about them and we watched Courtney Love on television, you know, at Kurt Cobain's gravestone talking, not talking, crying and sobbing, and millions of people were experiencing it. And in this weird sort of way, we're all being isolated from one another now, so that can't happen. And then you have this major distractor happening right now with our cell phones and Instagram. And, I, and you know, I said this to you about a week ago, and, and it's like people right now, millions of people right now, are, are uh, all they care about right now is getting more followers and, get, and taking selfies and, and posting some new Instagram reel. And it's like that's more important than anything going on right now. If you want to go down to the basic of it. When I distract you from what is important, your efficacy in, in doing what is essential is going to deteriorate, correct? Yeah. It's that simple. This smartphone is an amazing tool, is used rightly, used wrongly. It will suck the life out of you if you let it. So it's not, it's not the actual technology itself. It is the lifestyle that is deteriorating. And uh, so we can't as point fingers and blame because it's not right. We have to retrain ourselves to utilize what we have to the best of our capacity, not to the worst. Yeah. Well, but, it, you know, but bring it, let's talk about that Kurt Cobain incident. Uh, you know, I just remember driving down to Panga Canyon and getting a call from my roommate. I, it was, I think I just got a cell phone. Um, like, I had it for a month and, and I was driving to work to Burbank and it's just, it's amazing my brain remembers the details of driving down Sepanga, pulling over, my roommate calling me. And, you know, all these images that are thrown at us every day on Facebook and television and Instagram, I don't remember anything. You know, people are gobbling up, you know, one episode after another. And, and you say that, you know, we have to be more aware of, of what these technology devices are doing to us. But I think the level of awareness uh, and intention it takes to not let these devices control our lives. I, I just, I barely, I, I'm, you know, I have a podcast all about it. I'm barely able to handle it. I, I just think 98, 99% of people can't do it. Well, listen, it is designed very well to take your uh, uh, focus away. 
Yeah. So it has beautiful colors. It has great movements. It's yes. very, it's very attractive, and it's fast. It's consistent. It, it's again, it's very well put together. Very entertaining. Yeah. But <laughs> it's again, you said the great word, intentions. Just simply watch your intentions every day, every second, every hour. The more you can do that, the more efficient uh, uh, your time will count as in whatever you're doing. Uh, do you remember what you were? What, what was the first thing that you thought about when you heard out about Cobain? You know, I have been lucky, knock on wood. In my real life, death has not been a part of my life. Like the people in my real life that surround me, I've been lucky, I've been spared and not, and not really experienced a lot of death. Knock on wood, I know that of course is going to um, not be the case forever. Um, but strangely, a lot of musicians and artists that I've been my idols from, you know, Jeff Buckley, Chris Cornell, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains, um, Eddie Van Halen and, and Kurt Cobain was the first of all of them for me. Uh, maybe Jeff Buckley was before that, but it was around the same time. Anyway, um, what was your question about what did, what did I remember about that? What is the first thing that came to mind when you heard about the incident? I just, I felt hollow. I really, I, I was so hmm. obsessed with them and and I, you know we lived through MTV that was the thing MTV was sort of the window where we got a look at what these bands are all about and they and I remember having to I remember when you know Heart Shaped Box off their second record came out and I had I literally sat in front of my television for like hours because I knew that it would be like every three or four hours before the video would be played again that was the only way I got to to watch Nirvana. It was just such a different experience than, than how we consume now. It's just simply uh, more primitive, you know? Yeah. But it is very fundamental and, and powerful. I mean, he was an amazing, amazing musician, super talented individual that had great intentions. Well, you bring up an interesting point here. He didn't give a fuck about followers or what the media or anybody thought about his music. And that's something that I struggle with. You know, I make music, but I want people to like it. And, 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 and I'm telling you that attitude, you know, Led Zeppelin, Prince, Madonna, Kurt Cobain, those people don't give a fuck about what people think. They just, they are so passionate about their art and we don't have that now. That's not true. What's That's not, not true? true? We do have that, but do you allow, <laughs> excuse me, 
you're a very passionate person. You're a very artistic, powerful, passionate person. Now, the question here is, do you allow yourself to be 100% non-caring for others like they were, like Kurt Cobain was, for example? Uh, you're a little bit more reserved in that way. Maybe you keep 2% for others and you could care less because you do things, you talk about things and you wouldn't care what other people think if you're saying the right thing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing these things yeah. that we're doing. So you are a fighter in a way, but you're a little bit reserved. They weren't. Now, which brings me to the, the point that you were you mentioned earlier, you said you don't allow yourself to feel. You're not, feelings are almost unacceptable anymore. Hmm. You're supposed to be robotic. The more robotic you are, you know, you, the more connected you are to the machine you're, you're working with. The phone doesn't have an emotion. You do. Yeah. But what's, what's interesting, something that I thought about the last few days about this war that we're living in, this whole cancel culture that we're living through, you know what they remind me of? They're like little snipers that are like sitting up on... Wow, that's a powerful... Yeah, because, you know, that's you can't powerful. you can't see where the fuck they're coming from. And then wow, you, you don't... Wow, that's powerful. Very, very accurate. Yeah. That's very accurate. They're like little fucking snipers, just sniping and killing people, and they don't they don't see you, and they're like just yeah, that's you. You scare me how uh, uh, intuitive you are with your judgment about things like that. As a as a pretty uh, person, just that was that grew up in in the middle of cement. Yeah, you know, interesting. Well, yeah, that's... you're very connected. Listen, war is the situation we're in. Yeah. People are dying. We can't point fingers. We can't, we got, what, one thing we have to do is stick together as much as possible. Right now, we have holidays, right? Next few days. What can you do? Now, not tomorrow, not the day after. Right now, what, are you, what can you do? What can we do right now? We can make a couple of sandwiches, go down the street and see who, who, who's hungry, right? That's one thing you can do. Reach to your neighbor, your brother, your friend. These are the people in your proximity that you're supposed to help. If everybody does that, all proximities will be taken care of. We can't count on others. We got to do it ourselves. I'm trying to stay positive. And it's like at home and with my friends and like I'm doing my thing and creating and eating well and exercising. But um, it just it feels like the powers to be the people that are running this <laughs> world. Yeah. You know, not to not to break your bubble, yeah. but that evil shit that's around that's always been around and it will always be around, brother. Yeah. There will always be two polarities in life. What is different at this time is with technology that enables evil to dominate more. 
how much are you awake in the moment? Don't start from yesterday because it's gone. Don't cry about it. And don't think about what can I do in the morning. It's still at night. We're still talking right now. Don't waste it. This is the present. Yeah. Where everything happens. And don't count on anybody else. Do it yourself. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I've been doing this fucking music video and... You know, I had this guy do this, some shooting, but I've been editing it myself. It's like, you just got to do everything yourself You've been doing these a great days. Job. You have to do everything yourself now. It's crazy. I, I Why? Well, that's complicated. Um, no, it's not. Because nobody else was, is, is, will help you to do that. You're right. But, this is what we're talking about. Yeah, but let me... If, let me if, if, if you have four people that will help you do what you want to do, it'll, it will facilitate so much more. And everybody would gain and benefit from the process as, as it is. Love is infectious. Well, I think my issue, though, um, and we've talked about this before, you know, I've spent the last, you know, I've, I'm pretty much done with the record. I've, I'm, I've got a few more songs to mix. But I've spent the last like five, six weeks not writing any music, but like sending the music to PR companies and radio stations. And then I'm like shooting video and I'm reaching out to that dancer to do a music video. I mean, like I'm doing all this shit that like, you know, honestly, some of it I'm enjoying, but I haven't written any songs in the last six weeks. (laughs) I mean, it's that's all right. This is this is growth, you know, for you. You've learned new things. You've experienced new things. It's it's good uh, as long as you're you're making a, a a positive improvement on on your life in any direction. It's always good. No, you're uh, you're in, right. In you're writing right. music or not writing music. But, but this is the thing. It's like to get really great at something. Um, yeah. I understand. What takes you, you know hundreds of sure. thousands of hours, and and we as artists sure. now are having to you know put our energy over here a little bit, and over here a little right. bit. And, no, and of course, of course, you're not a marketing person, so you marketing yourself is 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 against any artistic uh, uh, unit in your body. Yes. So, I understand, but I want to tell you this is not as anything else. This situation we're in. I'll remind you, this is not permanent. We'll, we'll go back to, you know, I, I'm not one to say it's going to be in months or years, but in civilization, this will pass and, they, you know, love will dominate. From the situation that you went through, you'll just learn from it yourself. And maybe down the line, you'll be able to work with editors and, and uh, filmmakers and do your thing and not be concerned about the marketing aspect and, and the PR and uh, what your videos lighting even, uh, you know, these are noise, noises that will take away from your real passion, which is music, writing, playing, singing. This is the time that you're supposed to be mostly spending your time on. I just, I think about this apathetic world we live in where what does it take to get somebody to somebody that doesn't know you 
what does it take to get them to care about or get their attention, you know, for, you know, what does it take? Because we talked about like, you know, Cardi B ripping off all of her clothes and, and that garbage and, you know, Madonna, back to her and Prince, I mean, they obviously use sexuality in their music and this isn't about being a prude, but I mean, what does it, what does it take now to, to, to be, to get, I mean, is, can you be thoughtful and get somebody's attention anymore? I mean, I, I'm sure there's examples, but I just, I don't know. Since we're talking about this, the most effective way to really explain it logically is energy. You vibrate at a certain level that you are going to attract people with that same vibrational frequency. This is, I'm going to try and explain it like really as simple as possible. If you lower your frequency to maybe using other tools that are, are, are belittling to humanity, you might attract more people because they're not at your level yet of vibration. So there's a lot more of it. And, and you're a rarity is what I'm trying to say. Don't change your vibration because you want to attract people that cannot vibrate to you. What we need, what humanity need is for you to stay on your own vibration. You don't change the level of love that you're putting into your life because somebody else has a lower level of that in, inducing, induced into their own life. It's just, you know, it's uh, a little demoralizing. I, I said this a few weeks ago on a podcast. Sometimes I do get discouraged. You know, you spend, I spent, yeah. you know, I spent eight months on this record. Ten, well, no, actually, we're coming up on December. So I started in like January, February. So by the time it's all done, it'll probably be about a year. And I'm going to have to, I, I don't know. I guess I get a little discouraged when it's, because the, the creative process is so fun. And then the, the, it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's. I think a lot of people uh, would be very upset if I keep talking about this, but I think your music, and you know what I, what I feel about your music, your music is exactly what music needs to be. It's wonderful. Uh, I can point out way less talented truly talented. I mean, everybody's talented at a level. I, you have to understand that there's, there's different colors in the rainbow. Yeah, because you, you sent me a video of this singer-songwriter who was pretty mediocre, but she was, you know, barely wearing any clothes and uh, and she's got like five million followers. I don't know, a million. It's just... That's, I, I hate to say it. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous. Yeah. I, I do think, actually, my last point, like, what's the effect of the pandemic? What's the effect of the Me Too movement had on dating? You know, like, Whew. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me, right? Like, how, how is how is that world existing right now? It's not. Yeah. But, but again, you, you, we started this conversation by one thing. What is it? War. In a war situation, was there any dating, you think? People cared about dating <laughs> no. in, in, in the middle of World War II? 
No. We're in war, my friend. Make sure your guns are loaded, uh, Eddie. Hey, man, you know, you're kidding a little bit, but I, I don't know what to think about this world right now. I ain't now. kidding. Yeah. No, I, okay, you're not. <laughs> it's just a... It's just strange, man. It's a strange world. Again, you have to keep faith. People need people like you, an artist that brings joy and meaning to existence and life and, uh, you know, the present moment and now. Yeah. All that good stuff. So you do what you do best. And uh, that's all we can do. I have to thank you for these uh, moments and time that we share. Yeah, it's been fun. Well, um, Roni, I appreciate it. Owner, and I'll say this at the beginning, but owner of Superfood Brownie. It can be found on Instagram at Superfood Brownie. Pretty soon you're going to be mailing these, shipping these brownies uh, like nationally across the country, or have you already begun? It is actually, we're, we're making that happen as yeah, we speak. I yes. thought so. That's great. It's been very exciting, yes. Yeah. It's a nice journey. Yeah. Everybody's loving it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great product. Uh, Vegans are my uh, my people. <laughs> That's great. You know, if it's kosher, the Jews will be your people too. Of course. I don't know. Is it is it kosher yet, or that's that's like next? It is kosher. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, there we go. It is kosher. Uh, uh, this is for all humanity, not for animals, though. Right. But this is for all people. There is. There's absolutely benefit for everybody to consume it in the 24-hour period. There's no time limit on it. That's the beauty of it. You can eat it in the morning. You can eat it at noon. You can eat it at night. It does something different to your system in, in different consumption time. So it's really limited love. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm glad uh, it's getting a nice effect in the market. You're due for a nice uh, box. I know, I know. Maybe this coming weekend or the weekend after, I'll drive in. I ha I've been meaning to head over there. I will. I've been, sorry. my face has been in front of my computer screen editing and doing music shit, so I'm sorry, but I... Oh, no, we should, uh, we'll probably take a, take the camera and take a walk on the sand and uh, see what we can capture. Yeah, definitely. Well, good to see you, man. Eddie, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll post... Thank you for the music. Keep it up. Like, yeah, man. Thank you for listening and the kind words. And uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll post this probably next week sometime. All right, pal. Cool, dude. Peace. Peace and love. Later, man. Have a good night. <laughs>